When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is presented by TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances as well. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. It's Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years helping business owners maximize the success of their business through risk management tools and resources. It's like having a great offensive line for your business, just thwarting off risks and things that could potentially cost your bottom line. Find out how Federated can help your business by going to federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Going against a great team like that. Skipping the locker room interviews. We played great on defense. Moving past the coaches' comments. He shot through the A gap. Blowing by the post game player and team stats. Here, your reaction to the way the purple played comes first. Can we just make a play? It's time to call North Turner into question. This is Vikings Vent Line. Now, alongside the superstar Mike Morris, here's Phil Mackey. Houston. Second and 12. Just a couple of minutes gone by in this first quarter. This is Bradford's going to take the shot. He's got his man wide open. It's feeling for the Minnesota touchdown. We have a problem. Osweiler has pinched on his last four pass attempts. Play action on second and 10. Osweiler, that pass is batted out of his hands. Robinson, the man who stripped it. You're doing this thing in your box, right? Uh-huh. Into points, first and ten. Play action. Osweiler stumbling and taken down by Robinson. Well, I could tell him to take off his helmet, but then he, you know, die. Texas Tom Johnson leading the charge for the Vikings. Third and two. Osweiler. Yes, sir. He's under a tremendous amount of stress. Osweiler throws up the seam and it's intercepted. Andrew Sendero on the pick. Gentlemen, what are your intentions? Ninth play of the drive for the Vikings. Asiata. No signal yet. Touchdown, Vikings. Second and goal. Bradford. End zone. Anderson for the Vikings touchdown. 
I'd like to go home. Walsh boots it in from 19, and Minnesota attacks on three. <laughs> I almost just said everything will be fine out loud. McNovak in the attempt and 51 yarder, not even close. Wide right. Maybe this is a caution and warning. Houston, we are venting something out into space. Yeah, I, I would say that's accurate. This is Vikings vent line. Uh, Houston had a problem today, superstar Mike Morris. <laughs> they did. Had a pretty big one. That they game did. was over within about the first five minutes of the first quarter. They didn't even make it back through the Earth's atmosphere. They burn up in outer space. It was bad news. Uh, Vikings 5-0. and This was an as-expected result today. If they did what they did to Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers and some of these other quarterbacks, Brock Osweiler... Stood no Sorry. chance, and he yeah. didn't today. Sorry. It's it's amazing that we come out and we play our, our own style now. That's when you know you're a good team is when you've got your own thing, you take care of your own business, you play it your way. The intensity is still the same as when you would play like Green Bay or Carolina. Yeah. It was the same kind of intensity. And, I mean, they came up and hit all day long, didn't let off the gas. And you got to love that. I mean, you got that's a well-coached team when you do that. You don't just let off the gas, sleep your way through a win. It doesn't happen that way in the NFL. Uh, you're 100% right. We, we, so many things to dive into here. The phone lines, uh, or I guess you could call them the vent lines. Uh, you can vent your positivity, too. Oh, don't make me bust open a Webster's Dictionary. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. And uh, we're hanging out on Facebook Live as well. Facebook.com slash 1500ESPN if you want to uh, catch a glimpse into the window of this glorious studio. Let's get right to the phone lines here. Randy in Oakland, realistic Randy. Bring it, Randy. What would you see today? So let me just start off by saying this. How about Cordero Patterson buying into the team football? He's contributing. It's so awesome to see because as of lately, or I guess in the last few years, it seemed like Cordero was just all about himself. But he seems to be excited and just ready to go and just ready to contribute however he can. And real quick story. So my wife, she's a um, she's a Vikings fan along as along with myself, and we're both in Survivor leagues. And I told her, I said, pick Vikings. I picked Vikings last week, so I can't pick them anymore. But I said, hey, pick Vikings. They'll be good to go. And she texted me. She was at work. She said, you did not tell me Stephon Diggs was going to be out of this game. What the hell are you doing? I said, look, relax. It'll be fine. Adam Thielen, he will step in. And boy, did he ever. Adam Thielen, for the last couple of years, including today, I've seen enough out of Adam Thielen to say that he deserves to be the starting wide receiver opposite Stephon Diggs, so I'd be happy to hear what you guys' thoughts are on that. And then ever since Xavier Rose got back, the number one receivers, Kelvin Benjamin, Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins, they haven't done much. DeAndre Hopkins, he, had, he caught that, that uh, touchdown in garbage time, so, I mean, whatever, it just passed the stat sheets. But there's no weakness on this defense. Even Andrew Sandeo is having a good year. So, Skull Vikings, man, I'm excited, man. So, I, I, I'll hang up and listen from here. But what are you guys' thoughts on Adam Thielen starting opposite Stephon Diggs? Right on. Thanks for the phone call, Randy. Uh, Thielen, seven for like a buck twenty-seven a touchdown. He's a player. He's a tough, tough kid. He finds a way to get open. But the best thing about Thielen, he's fearless and he's got good hands. Anytime you, you throw the ball near him, he's going to go up and catch it. And he's had his chance, he's had his opportunities, and he's made, he's made good on those. And he's going to look great in a Patriots uniform in about two years. It's going to That's, be what awesome. yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Linda in Wyoming, you're on Ventline with the superstar Mike Morris and Phil Mackey. Well, guys, 
guys? How many of us saw five and zero coming at the break? <laughs> yeah, how about that? that? That was the hard part of the schedule, Linda. Yeah, I I, I know that. So uh, my takeaway is basically I love the way the offense is finally starting to develop. We're putting touchdowns in in the red zone, not field goals. Uh, you talk about the abundance of, of quarterbacks that we have who can step up, and it looks like we're doing the same thing with wide receivers when uh, people are down. Uh, when we need a touchdown to kind of salt the thing away after piddling around in that third quarter, last game and this game, they got the drive going, scored that touchdown. Uh, you know, I just and, – and Bradford, man, what a touch touch on that ball so I, I just think that we're seeing the evolution of the offense that's going to complement that defense and the only thing that really is going to keep me up at night is that offensive line and that left tackle position so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so. Linda, it's it's a great phone call once again, thank you um, one, I'll just cherry pick one thing from what she said, you know, the thing that might keep you up at night is the left tackle, TJ Clemmings had a bad game today, but the thing is so they can't run the ball and they've got They've got swinging gates at the tackle positions, and it doesn't matter. And they're five and zero against yeah. good teams and crushing everybody. Everybody. I mean, they they have a left tackle issue today. They haven't had up till today. He has played well up until today. He had a couple of really nice pass rushers, a great outside pass rush with Merciless, the, the linebacker, and uh, Jadavian Clowney, who has come into his own a little bit. Not as injured as he always has been, not known to be. Uh, but we have Eastern in there at guard. Fosco goes out uh, with a with a concussion. We have everybody in there. <laughs> Sirless is in there still. Thank God. How many si- how many offensive linemen have they've gone there through? Ever- like thirty seven yeah. offensive linemen yeah. in the first five oh, weeks. Of the I season. know it. It's ridiculous. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred and facebook.com slash 1500 ESPN, and we see your questions, and so keep sending questions on Facebook. Keep sending them on Twitter. Uh, we can take your questions in multiple different forms, but let's go back to the phone lines here. Mike, you're on Ventline. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, point out the importance of Marcus Sherrill's. I mean, in the last six years, I mean, this guy's just a lunchbox, Joe. He shows up every game. They ask him to play wherever, whenever, no drama. And uh, he always seems to swing the momentum of the game. And, uh, you know, even though there's so many weapons on this team, he just he continues to impress me. Yeah, he's uh, – it's funny because Sherrill's has gone from the last few years the battle for the 53rd guy on the roster out of camp almost every year. And I feel like this was one of the first seasons where you knew he wasn't going to get cut. Uh, and here he is. He's already brought a couple back to the house. And he's already, he's, you know, he's he's looking like he's just maybe even emerging into his best seasons, which is pretty amazing. Cheryl's, I mean, you have no idea. I mean, I know most of us do how hard it is in the NFL to bring a punt back all the way. I don't care how good you are as a return man. It takes two, three, four nice blocks to even spring it. And he's had like one a year and he'll make a lot of guys miss. Don't Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. He's courageous. The most courageous guy on the field is the punt return guy. To catch a ball in the middle of traffic, yeah. not wave it off, not get destroyed by not judging it right. They still do it game in, game out, they, and to not fumble. He doesn't fumble that ball. He did earlier in his career. He doesn't. He's very sure-handed now. I uh, remember Vince McMahon's XFL when they didn't allow fair catches. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> they should do that good again. Good idea. See, <laughs> see how killed. good Marcus Sherrill's is yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Kyle chimes in on Twitter. 
This is a this is a nod to ESPN moved the Vikings from fourth to fifth in their power rankings after they won last week. Uh, Kyle says, "How far will ESPN move the Vikings down now in their power rankings after this lackluster performance? <laughs> they're like eighth now. Yeah, now the, yeah. Now the Browns uh, yeah. played the Patriots tough in the fourth quarter. They're yeah. up, but they're up to seventh now. <laughs> Anytime it's Green Bay or Dallas or New England, you know, you're always going to give them the, the the accolades, right? Or the Denver teams, <laughs> right? But for us, it's just like, well, they didn't play against someone tough enough. Yeah, it just wasn't much of an offense they faced today. Yeah. Better drop them one or two. Uh, David with a, a similar comment on Facebook Live here. I'm going to summarize it. Hard to grasp how good uh, this Vikings coaching staff is. Injury after injury, they keep dominating. And then he uh, he refers to the national media maybe not picking up on how good this team is yet. Do you care about that? Do you care if the national media doesn't have them as the number one team in various power rankings or if... If uh, like they beat the crap out of the Giants on Monday night, and what was the story on Tuesday? It wasn't look at this Vikings team. Yeah. It was Odell Beckham Jr. He's throwing yeah, tantrums yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, does that bother you at all? It doesn't bother me. I, I played long enough to know that it doesn't make any difference anyway. They can t- tout whoever they want to. They can pick out someone and go uh, be on his shirt tails the entire season like Beckham. That's fine. Go ahead. I, I'd like to come up from behind anyway, like an underdog, and just surprise everyone all year long and not be yeah. the tagged defense or the people that are supposed to be the best. Then everyone's gunning for you. I like just sneaking up from behind on people and just waltzing all over them and keep advancing without even having to answer for it. Yeah. That, I think I like that. Yeah, I, I just, sometimes we have an inferiority complex here, the flyover country, and the way I look at it is, Media companies tend to to skew toward East Coast, especially national media company, because that's where there's more people on the East yeah. Coast, and their job is to get audiences. Right? How can we get the most people to watch Sports Center or True. listen to a radio station? Talking about a New York team is going to draw more audience than talking about a Minneapolis-based team. So I don't get offended by it. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. That was an easy victory for the Vikings today. If you have thoughts on how good you think this team is, is this a Super Bowl ready team as we go forward? Uh, Phil Cresswell on Facebook Live. I like your first name. Your parents have very good taste in first names. <laughs> uh, chimes in and says, "I feel like this is the grittiest Vikings team we've seen." Uh, with everyone going down, it's awesome to see how everybody uh, keeps stepping up. This might be, in terms of the word gritty, most good Vikings teams you wouldn't call gritty. Like, Brett Favre was gritty, and it's kind of a vague term, but 98, I don't think we would have called you guys gritty. That was a little bit more aerial attack. It was. But this does feel like, defensively, it just, they, they if, if they need to beat you 13-3, to three, they might do that five different times this season. They're, uh, they're, they are gritty. They're tough. They're grinders. They're tough guys. We had plenty of tough guys back in 98. Don't, don't get me wrong, but you're right. It was more of the, the, the glamour game of put it up in the air and let them go run under it. Uh, so, But the guys in the trenches were pretty tough back then, really tough on this team too. It's really amazing to see how they can stick offensive linemen in and out and lose a left tackle and lose a right tackle and put them in with kids, replace them with young, young guys who are, you know, this team is really playing well, even with all that going on in there, not even talking about Bridgewater and Peterson being out. The rest of it up front needed to be replaced too. All of it. Yeah. There isn't many things up front that are the same from even last year. So uh, with that being said, 
this team is going to play itself into into shape on the offensive line, and as an offense, it's, it's going to get better and better as long as they keep those kids together. We're going to sit and we're going to nitpick things along the offense, and that's why if you're if you're if you're trying to sort of compare this team to Super Bowl winning teams, I, I understand the comparisons to well, what about this thing that's a deficiency or this left tackle? But if your defense is as good as this defense looks like it's going to be, you can afford three or four flaws on offense, you can. Um, and you could probably still win a Super Bowl. Brock Osweiler, by the way, nineteen of forty two for a buck eighty four. Four and a half yards per attempt and a 56.1 passer rating. Back to the phone calls. Kurt, you're on Vikings Vent Line with Star and Mackey. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks. Hey, Star. Hey, I just some comments, and I'm not sure. I'll probably catch some heat for this. I just, with the guys being out, particularly Adrian Peterson and Teddy Bridgewater, with Adrian being out, and I'm sorry he's out because of injury, I've just been waiting for the last couple of years for this team to kind of play some, maybe a little bit of different kind of football without him. Um. And uh, I was ready to be done with AP when, you know, he he gave both of those playoff games away with fumbles. I was just done. And I'm glad to see that we're still doing well. I don't think we would be 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. And it's just great the way things have worked out. I mean, I'd like to have AP back. But in, in some sense, I'm glad to see this team move on with a bit of a different game. Uh, I'll just be curious to see what you have to say. Thanks for the call, Kurt. You know, it's, it, it is kind of tough to say that you'd like to have uh, one of the greatest running backs, maybe of all time, sit down and stay sat down, and not worry too much about him hurrying back. We're all we all feel t- really rough about him uh, being injured again. No one's happy about a guy being injured. No, certainly not me. Uh, in the league, it's a tough league to survive in. He's a running back. He's gone through a lot of pain, uh, so it, it has nothing to do with that. But please take your time coming back because it's gelling. And it's gelling in a way where the offense is more functional uh, in terms of what Norv would like to do with the football than it is when it's one big bell cow in the backfield that you have you have to have a certain quota of carries to. And they're only going to come in the way of running the football, nothing else really creative, and they're going to load the box up and stop it. So then outside of that, you have the rest of the plays to make something really happen on offense with the receivers down the field because yeah. the running game is too predictable with him in there. Uh, let me ask you this real quick here before we get to uh, Jeff's call in Minneapolis. If the Vikings, if, if tomorrow, for, if Adrian Peterson uh, stumbled into the the wishing well of, of injury recovery and he was 100% healthy tomorrow and, hey, all right, you can, you can put him back in 20, 25 carries, would you even take that right now? I, I, I'm I mean, really I, curious would, to I see would, this thing keep operating as it is. Uh, I mean, it, it really is making more sense now than ever. Uh, with the offense, with those two other running backs in there. I mean, Asiata had, what, 12 carries today for 55 yards and yeah. a touchdown. Uh, McKinnon, not not as much. Uh, he he tried. He just didn't find much in there. But it isn't like he's not a good enough running back to find it. It just wasn't there, and that's offensive line related. Yeah. Uh, it, no, I, I just like what's going on now. It, we, we pick and choose what we want to do. We still move the chains. We still pick up with the running game when we have to chip it in there for two or three yards and get the first down and move the chains. It works for us. It's the way we use those running backs. And then everything else is, gosh, down the field with a really accurate sort of pinpoint passer that hits the the long ball, hits the intermediate pass. Never, never was there a better quarterback throwing the slant. I mean, he's throwing all of them. Uh, he, he's money, man. I think he's going to wind up with a completion percentage for the season around 70% through the first four games, uh, which, and it seems fairly sustainable based on the way he's been operating. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. A couple open phone lines if you want to chime in and give us your thoughts on how good you think this Vikings team is. Is this team ready to win a Super Bowl 
is kind of the theme going into the bye week here. Jeff in Minneapolis, you're on 1500 ESPN and Facebook.com slash 1500 ESPN. We're Mackie and Judd, and we approve this message. Aren't you tired of the same old sports talk you've heard for years? The same cliches, the same opinions, the same voices? Paul Allen has been with the fan for about 20 years. Dan Barrero and Dan Cole, even longer. It's time for their 15 minutes of fame to be done. It's time for some fresh faces in Minnesota Sports Talk Radio. 1500 ESPN is where you can find those fresh faces, young, vibrant personalities, guys like Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. And don't forget our afternoon lineup featuring Joe Souchere and Patrick Royce. Sure, they've been doing radio for decades, but given our ratings, you probably had no idea. Let's set some term limits on our hot takes. Let's make Minnesota Sports Talk great again. Hey, this is Ben Gessling, the Vikings beat writer for ESPN. If you're into the Vikings and you're not already listening, make sure you check out the Purple Podcast on 1500 ESPN. Judd Zolgan and I break down the Vikings every week, tell you everything you need to know about the team. You can check us out on Podcast One, iTunes, or 1500ESPN.com. Awesome. Um, well, there's not much you can say about the defense. I mean, I was just watching this and just, oh, they're, they're so awesome, but... Just going off of what your guys' point was on offense, yeah, I don't think I would take AP back right now. I love this duo of McKinnon and Asiata, and just go, you, you sort of run them both and just go with whoever's hot. I thought Asiata was doing a bit of a better job today, and McKinnon did a better job on a Monday night, so you just go with uh, the hot hand, and it's just, it's working for us right now. And I mean, with receivers, you know, we're going to get dicks back after the bye, so. You're going to get Diggs and Thielen is showing up. I mean, that guy is like, I mean, I think you said on Twitter, uh, Phil, that he's, um, looks like a Patriots receiver. And all my friends were like, yeah, he, he is like a Patriots receiver. We need to, I think he's a restricted free agent after this season, but I think we need to get on that and lock him up because he has, he, he's not just some gimmick special teams player. He's not just some, oh, every other down. He is a legit NFL wide receiver. And I hope they um, make the good decision to extend him. I'd even extend Patterson, too, at this point. I mean, he's he's shown up, and this whole team's really responded to Zimmer. And 5-0 into the bye week, I'll take that all day, any day. But not only that, the way they've done it, just dominating. I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah, thank you for the phone call, Jeff. It's, a, it's really an amazing thing to watch how this team operates. Uh, there really is no weak part of it. Anytime they punt the football, they cover tight. Anytime they re- return a football, they return it either the distance or they bring it out of the end zone and it's out to the 25 or 30. I mean, it's every team. The, the defense has an answer for everything pass rush-wise. They have people that can substitute in there. It can be, you know, it can be anybody. Um, there are five or six defensive linemen that can get to the quarterback. I mean, it's it's amazing how you have uh, 92. Uh, Tom uh, Johnson, Yeah, he's out. I think he's outstanding. He's underrated. Uh, Linville Joseph. All over the field, making tackles down the field, like eight yards down the field on on wide receivers. You can't say enough about uh, B. Rob. You can't say enough about Daniel Hunter and his development. Griffin is unbelievable. Little feather uh, trigger that he has pr- pretty quick today. Too quick, maybe. It is a machine. And then this offense, it's because of Bradford's you know quick read and getting the ball out on time that they can get by with a, with a subpar offensive line. And that's what's doing it. It's he sees the field really well and gets the ball 
on target. Even when he's getting hit, he throws the ball. And he, it's man, he got smoked a couple times, and that ball just – its uh, he's great in the intermediate range. But I didn't realize how – I knew that he had a better arm than Teddy Bridgewater. I didn't realize how pinpoint he was 15, 20, 25 yards through the air, and he's shown that the last oh. uh, couple games for sure. That one down the left sideline to Thielen, yeah. he dropped it right in the crease. The touchdown right the to hole. Thielen he dropped in the bucket, that's too. And Thielen it. was pretty open on that play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 651 1500. We, uh, we're getting a ton of questions on Facebook Live here, too, and just comments. I'm going to read through some of them before we get to uh, Dennis on line one. Uh, Cordero Patterson, this is from Lubomir. Cordero Patterson, uh, how wrong were we before the season on Cordero? Well, credit to him. Making tackles as a gunner on special teams, uh, catching passes. Now, that touchdown reception he had, ripping it away from a, a defender that was right up in his kitchen, he, he he was targeted twice offensively in 2015, and today I think he doubled the, the amount of uh, catches he had all year last year. So credit to him. It is a contract year. So human nature, you might want to step up and uh, practice a couple routes, maybe catch a couple passes, yeah. get a couple bucks in your pocket. No question. And he's doing that. He's the kind of guy that had to be almost threatened. And that's a, I think that's what Mike Zimmer does really well. He has a way of putting it where it is a contract year, and we don't know if you're going to make this year's team either. So don't worry about the contract year, but because we don't know if you're going to make this one. Yeah, that's true. And that's, I mean, that's what he had. He had to reinvent himself. I mean, Patterson had to reinvent himself. He had to say, I am not just a kick returner. I think I can be a better wide receiver, but I need to tackle someone too. I'm going to have to go down and make some plays on special teams and, and make and earn this contract. I didn't think he'd be, he'd be down for that, but it looks like he is. It looks he's, like he's embracing it. It's unbelievable. What, what Zimmer has had or whoever's talked to this guy, has him working. He's a working player now. He's a focused, working player every play now. He gets open. Uh, guess what? He, th- he gets a ball thrown to him in the end zone. I, I doubt if they would have done that You know, any time before this. He was targeted in the end zone. He goes up and gets it with strong hands and brings it down. It was a nice catch. It was a really good catch. It's funny what can happen when someone goes to you and says, hey, uh, if you want to keep making the money that you're making right now or even make more, here's the blueprint. Right. There might be a couple things in right. here that you, you're not really all that into, but... Here's the money at the end of the rainbow. And that's it. it looks like that's that's my guess anyways. Uh six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Superstar Mike Morris, Phil Mackey, uh Jonathan producing everything and answering your phone calls. Manny always working around the building and around the studio. Uh Dennis in Cottage Grove, what's up, man? Are the Vikings hey. Super Bowl contenders in your mind? They have to be, right? Well, I, 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 without a doubt, and I, you know, I want to put pinpoint to the very end of the game. Well, the whole game, basically, Osweiler was kind of the same thing as Eli Manning last Monday night, just hoping to get rid of the ball <laughs> as quick as he could. On the very last drive, I, I, I just watched my, the game with my son, and I'm saying, well, they're just running the ball. They're just using up all the time. And the fight, well, sure, I don't care if they get 10, 15 yards. They're not even trying to throw the ball anymore. They're not trying to, to hurry up and score, or maybe get an onside kick, although by that time it was probably too far gone. But it's almost like the Vikings were so much just pinning their ears back. They just figured, well, we'll give up. We'll just run the ball if we can and get out of here with uh, Osweiler upright. Yeah, thank you for, thank you for the phone call, Dennis. Um, you know, I th- this team's defense, we've talked so much about this team's defense and how uh, like in my lifetime, I'm 31 years old. I've never seen anything like it. But it's one of the fastest, smartest defenses I've seen in the last 10 years in the NFL. It looks like the Broncos defense from last year. It looks like the Seahawks defense from a few years ago. Even if teams are completing passes, 
they're not getting many yards after the catch. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins got a little bit hot there in the third quarter, fourth quarter, but he's like one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL. Yep. Um, it's it's a swarming, fast, smart defense that has waves of depth, and their second string would probably compete with, if you just put their second string out there, it'd probably be a league average defense or maybe even a little bit better just because of the way they're coached. They're they're well coached, and they would play as close as they could to what the, the starters do, and I, I'm not so sure they wouldn't do just just as well, or pretty close to it. I really mean that, too. Uh, we've got good depth now for the first time in forever. But uh, you're right. It compares to Denver, Seattle. Um, maybe not quite as, as deep or as ferocious as that as the Legion of Doom. That, that's a pretty good secondary. But uh, we're close. We're close. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes is coming along. That with Harrison Smith. And I still I love Terrence Newman. I love it. Zendejo is playing better. I think that by the end of the season, Zendejo is going to be Locked in at that spot, in fact. I don't think they'll have to go and look at it as a, a place that needs help or attention in the future in, in the draft. I think the guy is going to play himself into that position. Yeah, interception really today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I think it could be a good one. Ryan chimes in with this question on Facebook.com slash 15 Hard ESPN. Is this team 5-0 and with Teddy and Adrian Peterson starting and playing all five games? Well, you, you never know. I mean, if it was Adrian, no. But Bridgewater would would have made a difference. I don't know. I don't know. But Adrian was doing nothing anyway. I mean, the defense is the main reason why they're five and zero. So maybe the offense takes a bit of a dip. Um, I'd have to go by. I'd have to go sort of game by game. But it'd be tough to play better than Sam Bradford's been playing. I don't know how you could. And it would be tough to say that Peterson would add an extra element based on what we saw in the first two games. Right? It just wasn't there. It, the offensive line wasn't there, and he wasn't there. I, I agree completely. And I think that. You know, Bridgewater would have held him in there, and the defense certainly would have. We would have won a lot of games, uh, but much closer. They would have been much closer games. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I think this defense is good enough that you could almost say that even with Bridgewater in there, uh, he was was developing. I don't know how good he was going to be, but it looked like he was was getting it better, and maybe they would have been 5-0. Peterson brought nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. And this team as a as a whole is only averaging like two and a half yards per carry, regardless of who the running backs are. Uh, today it was 37 carries for 96 yards. It was just grinded out in a cloud of dust. And it and that's uh, they were they were running to set up maybe some different throwing lanes too. Uh, and it looked like at times they were throwing and trying to maybe set up the run with some of these different uh, you know pre snap movements. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. If you want to chime in on this five and zero Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, by the way, one more thing here, Pat. Let me see. Uh, Pat on Facebook Live wants to know what's up with Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> I think it's as simple as if he were better in practice, if he were showing them more behind the scenes, you got Stefan Diggs out. Uh, this would have been your chance to play a lot of snaps. So they obviously don't like what they see behind the scenes in practice, which is kind of a red flag. The best players play for Mike Zimmer. The best players get to be in the lineup. If you're reliable and you can be trusted to go in and do your job and do it right, you're in there. It took a while for Cordero to get that message. He did one thing well. He returned kicks, and he got in the game. That's how he got in the game. But you're not going to do it if you don't do it Mike's way. So Treadwell's out there, and he's going to have to earn a spot because Thielen's playing better in practice and certainly in games. Uh, I like Jarius Wright still. I really do. Diggs, we got a lot of receivers now. Kyle Rudolph is a good player, really solid football player. So Charles Johnson, go right down the line. We've got depth everywhere. Treadwell, a number one draft choice, is not seeing the field, which is incredible. He did recover an onside kick. There. 
He's doing good. He's yeah, developing. Take yeah. that, right? Yeah. He had two offensive snaps last week. Yeah. He's playing good. <laughs> uh, ben in Florida, you're on Ventline. Hey, guys. Um, I I don't want to be overstating it, but at 5-0, I believe the Vikings are the only undefeated team in the NFC because the Eagles just lost to the Giants. Uh, to the, to uh, the Lions. Yeah, to the Lions. I mean, to the Lions. Sorry, the Lions. Even worse. But either way, either way, you know, they're the only unbeaten team in the NFC. And, and, and guys... Talk about a home field advantage. You know, it's going to be hard for any team to beat Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium. The fans are loud. I really like it. And you know what? Hey, you know, Blair Walsh didn't miss. I believe Blair Walsh didn't miss a kick today. So we're going into the bye week with a lot of positives. Yes, the offensive line is beat up, but that hasn't really slowed this team down. You know, this, this, this team is, like Mike Zimmer said, this team is special. This team is just special. This team is, as I say, good at football, Mike Morris. <laughs> this is a good football they're, team. They're a very good uh, group uh, that make up the Vikings football club. And <laughs> the football club. Remember that one? That was on all the T-shirts. <laughs> football uh, Official property of the Vikings football club. Yeah. Well, that's what they do. They just check in at the clubhouse. They go play a little football. They win a lot of games. They're... Uh, it's it's depth is what's really cool about this team is that man they're deep everywhere. Well, they're already the on quarterback really... number three. They're on running backs number two and three. Yep, they're on like their top receiver was out today. They've gone through seventy five offensive linemen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Seventy five or so on a fifty three man roster yeah. to have seventy five offensive linemen Been already play them, before the bye. Them. Yeah, uh, that's got to be close to an NFL record. <laughs> it has to be six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Couple open phone lines. Still Randy in Cottage Grove. Hi, yeah. Randy. Yeah, guys, uh, okay, a couple of things. I called in uh, your show uh, the other day, Jeff, and I said this was a must-win. Looks like I was right. It was it was a must-win, and we took care of business. Uh, really happy to see that. Uh, um, two, can I uh, ask again? I'm not, I, I remember you calling in the other day, Randy. Why, again, was this a must-win game for a 4-0 team that was dominating well, the first month of the season? Well, because because if you're going to go, you know, eight and zero, like you said, or, or twelve and zero, like I say, they're going to start. You got to win that fifth game. It's a big gotcha game, as they say at yeah. home. Okay, and now now sure. we're going to go on the road to Philly, and and we're going to smoke them. But first off, I got a gripe, Norv. Okay, at the end of that first half, there you got to put the boot on the throat. Okay, it was twenty four rip or whatever twenty four nothing, as they say. You got to score there and go up thirty one jack at the half. You have to. Okay, that one a little more killer instinct out of the play calling. Hello. Hmm. Uh, hmm. If you want to get to twelve and zero or eight and zero, you gotta win at five and zero because you'd have a blemish in the middle middle of that record. If if you wanted to hear eight and zero or twelve and zero, you can't lose one before that. Is that what I got got from that? Well, um, he does bring up a good point that. And because I, I said the Vikings were going to start eight zero, and if they were going to start eight zero, you can't lose let me one. check my math here. If they were to lose the fifth game, right. it would be mathematically difficult to go eight zero, well, which impossible. would make this a must win. Right. So by That's brilliant by that definition, Randy and Cottage Grove brought a gr- a great point to the table. <laughs> okay. Okay. And and enough of this holding off on trying to put a team down. And trying to keep, let them uh, breathe life back into them. Let's put the boot heel on the throat and have some more aggressive <laughs> play calling. What's wrong? I needed two or three more. Nothing. I needed two or three more hail marys at the end of yeah. that first half. Yeah. <laughs> put the 
ball up. Put it up, man. None Put of that draw up. play crap. What are you doing? Taking a you're taking a knee anyway. Put oh, the boot heel God. on the throat. More aggressive. I can't think of a team that's more aggressive. At least in, from the defensive side of things, I can't see a team out there that's playing like we are. A couple people on Facebook Live chiming in with some rational points. Oh. Well, Not that there was anything oh, so irrational is... previous. I'm just saying that oh. the, these were these are well, rational points. So this will points. be good then, right. Uh, that uh, Xavier Rhodes is now, despite the penalties, uh, this is from Mike on Facebook Live, is now officially a lockdown corner. No. Uh, David chiming in on Xavier Rhodes. Uh, he, DeAndre Hopkins did wind up with five catches for 56 yards in the in the garbage time touchdown, but that was all in the second half when the game was out of hand. Yep. So uh, d- your your thoughts on Xavier Rhodes as potentially a Darrell Revis? Like, we've seen these guys come through. Is he there yet, or no, do you need to see more? No, he's okay. not there yet. He's not a shutdown corner. But he's a very, very solid player. He's coming into his own. It's because of Mike Zimmer, too, and Jerry Gray. And he's going to become a very, very good corner. He makes too many mistakes. He gets caught uh, from time to time with, with, a, with a strong arm or whatever else that we saw today. He gets penalized quite a few times. He, that doesn't make him a shutdown. That makes him a liability until he can clean that up. Otherwise, that's a lot of automatic first downs. I think the first two first downs that the Texans made were due to Xavier Road penalties. So if you want to let a team get into a game somehow and you want to start handing them first downs when you could have otherwise had them off the field, you don't make those kinds of penalties. He's a good football player. He's a very solid football. He is not a shutdown corner. A shutdown corner is Deion Sanders. That's that's what. It, and there aren't that many of them. Unless, there are not uh, that many of unless them. Unless his toe hurts and the Vikings are coming to town. Yeah. In which case, he no longer is a shutdown corner. But that was right. toward the end of his career. That was like 1998. <laughs> Give him too much credit. Some, I mean, Revis in his day, <laughs> shut down. I don't know if that's the same now, though. But I mean, we've. I, I do like Rhodes Island better than Revis Island. I think it's got it's a little more catchy. It's got a nicer ring to it. Like Rhodes big. closed. Rhodes Island is kind of like a like one of the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island, right? Yeah. I mean, it's already technically taken Rhode Island, but uh, you know, put that but put I like that. It. S on I like it. End. I do. I like it a lot. Let's take one more phone call here, real quick, before we get to uh, one of your friends, Kelly in White Bear Lake. What did you see, Vikings Ventline? I, I mean, I really was amazed on all sides of, in all facets of the game, how well we played. And I'm thinking, how tough could we be if we happened to get home field advantage uh, into the NFC playoffs? I did have one area of concern, and that is the number of penalties that our secondary uh, continues to get. And wonder what a team with uh, some amazing receivers could, uh, could do to that secondary when we play uh, down the road. Uh, star? You can't you can't win when it comes down the stretch and in the playoffs you can't win games against really good teams and well coached teams if you're penalized you can't win them turnovers and penalties will kill you you will not advance and they and they don't turn the ball over which is good on the penalty no, they don't front do that. let me find the penalties here it was bad it was I I I, I want to say it was over a hundred yards in penalties but okay the fact that they can be penalized that much have a swinging gate for a left tackle today and not run the ball and still win. Against a pretty good team, thirty-one to thirteen. Yeah, like their flaws aren't crippling flaws. Uh, the penalties, it was nine for ninety-seven for the Vikings today. That's a lot. That's that's a lot a, of yards. That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. And but it didn't matter. They have to clean it up. They're playing aggressive. They're playing fast and aggressive on defense. So a few things are going to get called, but the good defenses really don't get called that that often. They just play good, hard-nosed defense. You look back at, at any of the great defensive teams in this league's history. Yeah. You rarely ever really saw them getting penalized over and over and over. They don't do that. They don't make mistakes like that. But 
this is a good defense. They do not quit. If you give them a penalty, uh, a first down on a penalty, they come right back and stuff them and get the offense back on the field. They don't let it get to them. They just don't care. They keep coming. Uh, more of your reaction when we come back here. Uh, segment two of Vikings Vent Line, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. We're going to say deuces to our friends on Facebook Live. Uh, that's the superstar over there waving in a sweet thriller in Manila t-shirt. You can find us at halftime, and you can find us post-game on Facebook.com slash 1500ESPN. Uh, so we'll come back on uh, the stream and on the radio here. But, Star, before we do anything else, we got one of your friends on the line to talk about one of your favorite places. I think I would lose that. I use that term lightly that it's my friend. I don't know if that is the case. Anyway, it's the large <laughs> Charlie Brown from Dodge of Burnsville. Uh, how are you, Pete Peterson? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're the king of Ram, just like we are the kings of the NFC North. What are you doing down there uh, uh, this week or at least this month? in terms of specials on those Dodge Ram 1500 crew cabs? Well, you know, and I've talked about it before, Mike, we got the 20% program going on right now, and it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I haven't seen any kind of specials like this, Mike, and since I've been in the business, you know, for 15 years, um, even cash for clunkers, auto show. I mean, if you've been waiting for the deal, this is the deal. I mean, got discounts on trucks up to $15,000. I got discounts on chargers up to $10,000. I got lease payments at at 175 bucks a month for an all-wheel drive charger, uh, you know, a Hemi Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4 for for just over 200 bucks to get into a lease on, on a brand new 47,000 dollar truck. I mean, it's it's incredible. I don't I don't know what else to say. Unbelievable. Um, my only other question was was that was that old number 68 running down the field blocking for Cheryl? <laughs> Listen, that's not funny. Uh, the last time that 68's been on the field. Was me, and I think that T.J. Clemmings is making it a legit number now, though. That's unfortunately, unfortunately for me, you did not see old number sixty-eight running anywhere. I never used to run, but um, you, you, everyone needs to run down to Dodge of Burnsville, though, to the King of Ram on thirty-five and uh, Cliff Road, thirty-five W and Cliff Road, and see Pete Peterson. Uh, he King, would be glad. KingRam.com, baby. There, do it that way. And uh, Pete, thank you very much for your phone call. We will talk right, again. Thank you, Mike. All right. It's your first chance to react to the game. Welcome back to Vikings Bedline. This one will be played by Sherrills. Crosses the 30. Sherrills still going. Only the kicker to beat. Sherrills breaking free into the end zone for the Minnesota touchdown. Phil Mackey, superstar Mike Morris, Vikings Ventline. Some lines are open right now if you want to chime in. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. And as always, if you missed any portion of any Vikings Vent Line episode, you can find it on demand on your smartphone, on the website, 15hardyspn.com, uh, Podcast One and the Podcast One mobile app, and or iTunes and other third-party distributors if you want to maybe listen on your way to work or something, or you, you got stuff going on in the afternoon. Jonathan's running the board and taking your phone calls. Um, you have some interesting defensive statistical nuggets for us. Yeah. Why don't you throw them out there? All right, so we consider the 85 Bears, 2000 Ravens, and 2015 Broncos some of the best defenses ever, right? Yes. So through five games in the 85 season, the Bears gave up 88 total points. The Ravens, through five games, gave up 55 points, and that was only oh. in two games. They had three shutouts in the first five games. The Vikings this so far this season, 63 points. Wow. Right, right between them. Yep. And better than the Bears. by right. For total yardage, the 85 Bears through five games, 
averaged 341 yards given up per game. The 2000 Ravens averaged 247 yards given up per game. Mm -hmm. And the Vikings, 287 yards per game. So again, right between the two defenses. Perspective. That's perspective. And the game has changed. Trust me, an awful lot has changed between that and the Bears. Being a passing game now, I mean, it's hard to keep teams down. It's more geared up for the offensive uh, firepower of the uh, of the passing game. And, yeah, I uh, think I think holding teams to fewer yards and fewer points now is a lot more impressive than tough. than in the Bears era. And of course, that defense got better as the season went on it too. Did. So it did. Got to wait and see how this all plays they out. They turned but, out at fifteen and one on the season. The Miami wins. Dolphins beat them. This feels kind of like a fourteen and two, fifteen and one with the schedule. Uh, you've already beat some of the tough teams on your schedule. Yeah, uh, they, your your base is defense, and you have depth along the defense, and you can withstand injuries. And they they win going into the bye week, which is next week. If they can win coming out of the bye week and regain the momentum and hit the switch again and get started back up again with a good rest, I mean, this team could be dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Steve in Coon Rapids, you're next on Ventline. What are your thoughts? Thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. I'm concerned. O-line is depleted. We have little or no running game. When Bradford went down on that one hit and his head bounced off the turf, I thought for sure they'd pull him out with concussion evaluation. One of those, and I won't say the season's lost, but Bradford's the MVP on this team right now. And if we don't protect him and get some kind of a running game going, it could it could go uh, to heck in a handbasket, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think if you're if you're worried because they haven't run the ball and have a bad offensive line in the present and how that's going to affect wins and losses, it it hasn't at all so far. Um, if you're worried about Sam Bradford getting his block knocked off and missing five games, I could I could go with you down that path. I totally understand that call. I understand. His concern for Bradford, and uh, if they don't continue at the at the at the pace they're going right now with short drops, getting the ball out soon, um, they could be in trouble. They could be, but I think the TJ will get better. I think he's had some some good games, and today was not such a good game. But I think they'll get all that together and get it coordinated up front. I think I really do. Whether the running game ever re- really becomes anything significant or not, I don't know. But we don't have to have it apparently. We played some really good football teams without one, and we're, we're playing ball. Running games can be overrated. I'm, I'm not saying they're irrelevant, but I, running games can be overstated. You see these numbers all the time on broadcast. When Team A runs for 100 yards, their record is this. Well, yep. usually you rack up more run yards in the second half of games you're winning to ice the game. It's not that you built that 28-point lead because you were running the ball yeah. all the time. I think passing yards and average yards per attempt and then how you hold opponents to, you know, like today, four and a half yards per attempt for Brock Osweiler. I think those are more important than, say, uh, the running game. Larry and Woodbury, you're next on Ventline. Uh, hey, fellas, uh, just curious. My thoughts are it is well, the, that the 98 team obviously was based on the offense, right? And mm-hmm. this, this team is based on the defense. And it's my thought that it's much, it'll be much easier to, for the defense to sustain its performance because just one guy on an offense being off his game can throw the whole thing off, whereas the defense just seems to, you know, uh, there's a lot more depth there, and one guy can have an off game and be picked up by ten other guys. So it just feels to me like this team is going to have maybe a better chance to sustain what they've been doing 
uh, better than the team that that runt in the uh, that mufflehead and the size extra small T-shirt in studio there played on. Phil, don't let him call you that. <laughs> don't let him say that to you. It's a medium, okay? It's a medium. <laughs> That's a good point. Just so we're just so we're clear. It's a good call. It's a really good call. Um, defense, yeah. I mean, you control. You keep other teams down. Uh, you keep your offense fresh. Uh, the offense, apparently, with what we're doing right now, can score points. It's not that we're a dynamic offense yet, but we do manage to put up some points, and um, we don't make mistakes. The quarterback doesn't make mistakes. If you get the quarterback hurt, I still like Sean Hill to come in and take care of business and manage games and let the defense keep you in those games. You still have a chance. Not a great one, but you do. The thing that worries me the most out of any of this, any of it at all, is will Blair Walsh show up again with another, uh, you know, basket case sort of reckless sort of uh, non-confident kicking again? I don't. The guy like, made four extra like, points today, and all you want to do is rip him. I don't know. The guy I makes four extra points it. today, and you're I, sitting, you just want to trash him. He has, we'll let the guy have a break. Here's the guy. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. He has lulled us to sleep and, and to feeling better and sleeping well at night. <laughs> And then he just rears the ugly head again of the non-confident kicker. Yeah. That, uh, that scares me. If you're wondering how far away he is from uh, you know being the best kicker in the NFL, I think I think it's 35 or 36 field goals in a row Adam Vinatieri has now made at the age of 83. So, our uh, one of our favorite callers, Miguel in Minneapolis, let it rip, man. Miguel in Minneapolis. Miguel, we'll put him back on hold. I don't know where he is. Uh, is it Win on line three? That's me. What's up, Win? Well, listen, I was listening to Star just say about uh, his insecurity about uh, the kicker, and I was just thinking earlier, you know, maybe the fact that the whole team is really working as a team, uh, that uh, he got his confidence back and his huevos, et cetera. And uh, so, but I'm thinking... You know, a couple of the guys earlier before me are, you know, panicking about, you know, little trifle things. I'm thinking the way this team is structured and uh, the the corporate staff, man, we we can we can weave our way out of anything. We're going to be able to figure it out. I mean, they get Bradford. He was a number one pick in the draft, and they got him. Yeah, they might have to pay a Super Bowl ticket on him too, but this team has got. Over the way they got the, the stadium up, I was there with a girlfriend checking it out. They, they do it right, so they're going to be able to figure anything out. It's going to be an exciting year. That's all I got to say. When was that a humble brag? Was that an I have a girlfriend brag by well, you? Yeah, she dumped me over the weekend. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, you know, that, just be it? careful if the cat's dying. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I love cats, but you can't do anything right. Oh, that. man. <laughs> well, there the went the humble call. part of it. Uh, by the way, before you comment on Wynn's phone call, a uh, quick pause to talk about Wavo Splash. Superstar and Phil Mackey here for Wavo Splash. Always keep your Wavos fresh during the football season. <laughs> You're sick. Wavos. You're sick. Blair Walsh, she's got Wavos because yeah. the team is playing I know he well. does. It's, it's just a matter of him waiting for someone else to make a play, and then I don't have to put any pressure on myself. I wish they would bring a guy in every Monday to kick against him in practice <laughs> and just to keep him in check. Shit. Like if, I mean, t- the Texans God. have a linebacker kicking off today. Can just find someone that's already on your yeah. roster and say, hey, yeah. this guy kicked in high school. Uh, we're just going to, uh, <laughs> yeah. why don't you take a few yeah. reps off? And I mean, it just scares me because you never know when it's going to happen again. It just crops up out of nowhere sometimes. <laughs> I, I want that to go away. Give me his rookie year back and tell me that's the kicker he is. 
and make sure that you're feeding the cats if your girlfriend <laughs> exactly. is on the verge of dumping. Well, it could be the last. Do thing what you're that... supposed to do, and those things wouldn't happen. <laughs> it's true. I just I, when the I, this team is obviously a contender for the Super Bowl, going through the playoffs. Please, Blair Walsh, make something early and often. And then just continue on. I hope he just gets over this. I got to say, I, I don't mean to cast shade upon Blair after having a good game. He did exactly what you wanted him to do. Go make a bunch of kicks. Uh, nothing too strenuous. All of them were extra points or short field goal. But uh, there's really nothing he can do in the next two or three months. Even if he makes every field goal the rest of the year, there's nothing he can do that would make me feel extremely confident in the late portions of, a, of the fourth quarter of a playoff game against Seattle. Uh, I would I would still be breathing into a brown paper bag if I'm. <laughs> anyone, I know. Anyone I know. On that I just, I, the only way he's going to get the monkey off his back is to <laughs> get into the playoffs, go five for five from forty eight yards out, every one of them, make all the PATs, and just and then just advance into the playoffs, and then like okay, that's behind you. Yeah, that's that's the only thing because during the regular regular season, this is going to be a dominant team regardless. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. We have time to take just a few more phone calls. So if you want to chime in, uh, this is your last chance to discuss the five and zero Minnesota Vikings before the bye week. By the way, you're listening to AM fifteen hundred KSTP Minneapolis St Paul ESPN Twin Cities. It's Vikings Vent Line with Star and Mackey. Let's try Miguel in Minneapolis again. What's up, Miguel? Hey, you guys remember those days when uh, the Vikes couldn't win outside or on the road? <laughs> No, yeah. I mean they couldn't even win in Chicago for like a decade. Yeah. And then last year, remember they couldn't they could over the hump with those prime time games, and when the lights was bright, they just mm-hmm. struggled. Yep, it's uh, you know what I've, I've seen no turnovers by the offense has helped out the defense more than any than more than anything. Agreed, because uh, there isn't the short field to defend. And even today when they had to defend the short field after a punt, they were able to hold a team to three. Uh, not turning that ball over keeps that pass pass rush fresh so that they can apply pressure all game long. And, and those guys being comfortable in Zim's system now, um, all coming together to, uh, to form a really, really good team. And I, I believe now that this defense has turned that corner to elite because – uh, in the NFL star, you know, uh, and all the fans listening, and, and Mackie, you know, we all know the cliche. It ain't easy to win in the NFL, and really, it's not easy. It's it's not. And for this team to be able to come together like this, uh, it's a great thing to to see. And I was I called a buddy today, and you know, blowouts are only fun when your team's doing the blowing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it put. Was fun today. well put. Well put. Well <laughs> put. Always a good phone Miguel, call, Miguel. Thank you for the phone call, man. Uh, yeah, amen. It's just the way it is. He he hit it right on the head, and it's just a matter of waiting to see how well this team can keep itself together when it's supposed to win a game. Like today was a good sign. Today was a great sign. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't you know um, Cam Newton. It wasn't a, you know a quarterback. Even Mariota. It was one of those teams that scare. They scare me because of what has happened before in the past with typical Viking teams in the past, is that they play well and they play up into somebody else's intensity and, you know, the, the style of play. And and now we see finally that this team comes out and gasses another team by 14 points before you even have a chance to turn around. Yeah. That's a, and they hold it. And then they keep them off the field. They're, they're settling for a couple field goals until the, end of the very end of the game. It's a good sign to see that we play our way. It doesn't matter if it's on the road. 
It doesn't matter if it's under the big lights, like Miguel said. It's, they play the big game now under the big lights and win. It's these. These are all great signs. It's it's a crescendo. It's an evolution. Uh, they've fixed things that, and they've gotten better at things that were problems last year, like the primetime game thing. Uh, the defense was the defense was really good last year, but it's gone up another step or two this year. It's amazing. And uh, and I think it's it's it's. Bad luck to lose your quarterback and your running back, but the offense has gotten better in a lot of ways. Incredible. I mean, Sam Bradford is playing the best football he's probably played in his entire career to this point. He's playing uh, at a very high level, only behind, I think, maybe like a, a Tom Brady already. We're already talking about Tom Brady. How about him just walking, come, coming off his couch today and throws for 400-plus against a terrible Browns team? Oh, is Brady going to be rusty? Uh, nope. No. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Someone check the footballs? Were they, were they deflated or not? I'll bet they were deflated. No, just, they were. just to stick it to the NFL, he, he may have taken a couple uh, couple PSI out of those footballs just in a, in a back room just for fun today. That cold game, he came out in the second half after they found out about it, and he threw three touch three touchdown passes with the balls yeah, at the regular it's PSI. It's he got stupid. pulled over for speeding, and they put him in jail for four years. And it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, That's for another podcast or another uh, episode of like Patriots vent line or something. <laughs> Give us star the most important thing you learned off today's Vikings dominant victory over the Texans. The thing that I learned is that no matter what the circumstances are, this team can rise above it. I, they're just tough. They fight. They really do. They, they come out. They cannot be outfought. Uh, nothing gets them down. They always turn around and make a play after they've had something wrong, something go wrong. It could be a PSI. <laughs> It could be, or it could not be, but uh, pass interference, the PIs, I, I got off on the, on the Brady thing again. Uh, it doesn't matter what they do, they come back, and they bounce back, and they answer the bell, and they, they get down the field, and they score again. The defense comes out, okay, we just gave you a first down on a penalty. Uh, you're going to have to sit down for three plays, and that's it, done. You're, they're off the field. Or a field goal. It's just an amazing team. It's going well. They're, they take a week off now. They come back. What's going to be more interesting to learn is how how good they are about taking time away from the game and coming back sharp. But right now, five and zero, I've learned this is a pretty good team. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hone in on one specific player for the thing uh, that I learned today. Tom I, Brady. I, yes, Tom okay, Brady. Yeah, exactly. No. How did you read my mind like I don't that? Know, it's crazy. Just, uh, you read like a comic book. <laughs> uh, I learned that Adam Thielen is turning into one of the most reliable possession wide receivers in the NFL. And I don't expect him to catch seven for 127. A lot of that was just there's no Stephon Diggs, and so the targets have to go somewhere, and they went to Adam yeah. Thielen today. He's incredible. But if you take his numbers now through the first five games of the season, uh, 20 catches for now. Let me do the math here. Carry the seven over the four. Uh, 200 looks like 270 yards. Uh, if you multiply that by three, we're talking about 60-plus catches for him on the season. And, uh, you know, like 750 yards, somewhere in that ballpark. If you if you multiply that out for a full season. Like, did you ever think you were going to get that from Adam Thielen three years ago? Um, it's just remarkable what he's done with his opportunity to make it in the NFL. Is that I'm, I'm not going to blow my opportunity. I'm going to make the best of it. And he has come in here and just owned that spot. He'll start no matter what. I don't care who comes off the, off the bench, whether it's Treadwell or whatever. Thielen's going to be opposite digs. And for I think for a while. He's got the like great hands, not just good. He's got great hands. A couple catches he made, man. I mean, he's I'm telling you, him and Tom Brady when Brady's like 43 well, yeah. and Thielen's up for a contract, he's going to look great in New England. So enjoy another star Minnesota athlete going to Boston. Enjoy it <laughs> while he's here.
26 right touchdown now. catches for Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, under Tom Brady. Yeah, Wes like Welker Moss. passing the torch yeah. to Danny, Danny Amendola, passing the torch to Edelman, passing the torch to Adam Thielen. It just makes sense. He's the superstar Mike Morris. I'm Phil Mackey. Uh, our show mostly makes sense. If you missed any of it, you can find it on demand on 1500ESPN.com, on Podcast One and on iTunes. And Star will join us, as always, on Mondays and Fridays in the noon hour of Mackey and Judd. Thank you to Jonathan and Manny. We'll catch you uh, after the bye week for, I guess it would be a week six edition. No, 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 week seven edition of Vikings Ventline. Five and oh, Vikings dominate the Texans. See you next time. Can they turn it into points? First and ten. Play action. Osweiler stumbling and taken down by Robinson. Texans all of 11 on third. Down. Osweiler set. Tom Johnson leading the charge for the Vikings. Third and two. Osweiler going down again. Stay tuned for 60-second AP News headlines. AP Update, I'm Ross Simpson. Donald Trump's lewd remarks about women on an 11-year-old video are indefensible in some people's eyes. I have a wife and a daughter, and there's no way to defend some of the things Donald Trump said back in 2005. But Jerry Falwell, Jr., president of Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, says issues like Supreme Court nominations by the next president are more important than Trump's remarks about women. Five years from now, when we're sitting here and we see all the the Constitution being ripped apart by justices. Nobody's going to remember what horrible things Donald Trump said over a decade ago. Ralph Reed, who chairs the Faith and Freedom Coalition at Liberty University, says Christians shouldn't sit out the election because they don't like either of the candidates, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. AP Update, I'm Ross Simpson.